People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. My gosh, we're here in Palm Springs still. It's still 102 outside, and I think your mom, they're going to have to drag her out of the casinos. I know. She's just at that slot machine. I mean, I saw her last night, and her arm was just like, you know, it was like... I got to tell you, those slot machines are filthy, dirty, and you can get a lot of infection. How'd you like that segue? Oh, my goodness. Because we're talking about infections. You have to bring those little swabs with you and everything and wash it down, or you would catch anything on that slot machine. Well, hopefully the jackpot. Maybe you'll win something, right? Yeah, absolutely. But today we have a lady, a nurse lady, named Debbie, wasn't Debbie Punch? Debbie Punch. I wonder if she was teased, but you know, oh wait, she's married, so her married name is Punch. Yes. Because that's an unusual name. But we'll make fun of her later. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're going to talk to her about infections while you're on dialysis, which is a main, you know. How to prevent them. How to prevent them, yeah. And, you know, because I think people who have the catheter are really susceptible to infection. Yes. And there's different types of infections. I mean, I've been learning a little bit more about it because you hear about, you know, there's viruses, there are bacterias. And, you know, I always get frustrated because I get a cold and I'm like, give me an antibiotic. And, you know, antibiotics do not treat colds. They don't treat viruses. You know, and, and they also, only treat bacteria if you can find the right antibiotic to kill that little sucker. Also, I was in another country uh, shooting a film. And uh, I had an accident and cut my leg very badly. And in this particular country that I was in, they don't use anti. I said, you know, I'm a diabetic. Shouldn't you put me on antibiotics? And they said, why should we put you on antibiotics? You're not infected. And they only would give you antibiotics if you got infected. So they not as a preventative no. measure. I mean, what country were you in? It was a third world country. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> did you get your malaria pills too? Right. Did you see? Did you see? Oh my gosh! Right. Talking about malaria. Did you see the other day with President Bush dancing with the, for malaria awareness? I did not see. It that. was hysterical. Was it on Fox? I, it, is that an insult? <laughs> It was on all the stations, not just Fox. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Debbie Punch about infections, and maybe she can give me an antibiotic for you. Oh, I just love pretzels. Let's let me see here. One serving is six pretzels. What are they kidding me? Who only ate six pretzels? I have to stay on my renal diet. I know. I can bite part of one pretzel, then bite the side of another pretzel, and then I hook them together, and I can count that as one pretzel. Mm. Boy, that was good. You know what I love now? A big gulp. Now if I fill it up halfway, and then drink it, and refill it to the top, now that won't count towards my daily fluid intake. Or will it? Make the connection. Eating high-sodium foods makes you thirsty, which will make you retain more fluids. Do you want to share a tip on how to stay within your fluid limit? Email us at kidneytalk at rsnhope.org, and we'll let our listeners in on your different tips. 
Welcome, Debbie Punch. All right, first of all, tell us about the name Punch. Did you get teased about it? Did people, did kids punch you in school? When no, you this said, is a married name. This is a married and name. And I always have to explain to people it's Punch, not Hunch with an H. And I have to tell them it's like Hawaiian Punch, and then they get it. But yes, I'm teased all the time. People never get it. I have to spell you it. You actually tell people that it's after Hawaiian Punch? Yes. They don't know what the word Punch is without no. Hawaiian Punch. They look oh. at you like... Are you, punch? did you just say what I thought you punch? said? Oh my gosh. Well, you're a registered nurse I and am? you have your own consulting firm with Alliance Management. You go around to dialysis units and you help them run more efficiently. Tell us how to prevent infection in a dialysis facility. Well, uh, dialysis facilities are set up in many different ways. There's a lot of different people, it deals with blood. So the best thing that you can do as a patient for preventing infections, number one, is hand washing. So everybody should hand wash at home, should hand wash out in the community, especially in dialysis units. So when you come and go from dialysis, you should wash your hands before you come in. You should wash your access arm. So mm -hmm. when they actually insert your needles, it's washed, it's clean. It's um, Then when you leave the facility, you should wash your hands again. That's, that's the you, the patient. Way. That's yes, you, the, the patient. patient. Now, what about all the techs? Same thing. That's you know, but what if they don't? One. How can you, uh, you can't force them to. You can't no, say, but let me smell your hands and see if they just washed them. But you know, in, in taking responsibility for your care, you do have the right as a patient to say, um, I didn't see you wash your hands before you're coming over to me and I know you were at George's station. Wow, that would really piss off a tech, well, I think. Well, you know, I think that techs are required by our licensing to wash their hands in between every duty they do with every patient. So if they go over and mess with the machine or strip it down and throw everything away and then they wipe the machine down and set it all up for the next patient and then, oh gee, your alarm went off and they come over to you and then they start playing with your arm, think about that. They've just taken whatever. Oh I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so, you know, oh, yes, you need to take serious. some responsibilities with that. And I think that you can say it in a very kind, very approachable, but you know this is my body and you have to take responsibility for that so and it's not good to say get the hell out of here before you wash your hands right <laughs> right you can say you know what i'd really appreciate it if you wash your hands or use gloves before you touched you know, yeah, I think they always use gloves too which sometimes they don't change their gloves. well that's the big thing you need to say and you know dialysis patients are very aware of everything that goes on in the dialysis absolutely oh, more gosh. so than the text exactly oh, we because hear everything this this routine and they don't think and you know we're all human this is a human thing you know when you go out to restaurants nobody thinks about what goes on in the kitchen because you don't see it Mm -hmm. But when you're sitting in that chair for three and a half, four hours, you're watching every minute little detail. Think if you were sitting in the back of a restaurant, back in a chair, watching how they prepare all your food. Oh, you'd I probably, don't even want to think yeah, about it. Yeah, you probably never go there. Don't want to think about it. If you're taking responsibility for your own care and your body and you want to keep it healthy, it is your way of saying, I would really appreciate it if you washed your hands. Yeah, your I, I, could, I could hear the text talking to each other about other patients, and they think we're all sleeping, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've got your eyes closed. Oh, yeah, yeah I've got your we, eyes we, closed. We really or I got, you got the headset on That's watching right. the television, but I can still hear their conversation. Exactly. We learn how to read lips, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, I remember one time when I first, you know, when you first start dialysis, I had a catheter at first in my chest, and uh, I know that one time I mentioned to the lady, the nurse, that she wasn't wearing a mask. Right. 
and she did not take too kindly to it. You know, she felt that I was, I, even though she said, oh, well, I forgot, she, she was very defensive about it. And people can be. Again, we're all dealing with human beings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, I, I want to stress to you, it's your body, it's your care. Whether someone gets upset with you or not, you can just nicely say, you know what, I understand you probably forgot, but I would really appreciate it if you would put your mask on because that's how I was trained to prevent infections. And this is directly going into my vascular system. And, you know, if people don't take it in a kind way, you know, really, I think it's their problem, or you can also report it to the clinical coordinator or yeah. clinical manager, or say to your physician, I would really appreciate if maybe you'd say to the nurses and remind them, you know, if you're doing a catheter, you need to put your mask on. Again, it's this called is. patient responsibility. So. Well, what are some of the other ways patients can get an infection at a dialysis unit? We have to go there three times a week. People have the flu. They have the cold. How can you prevent from getting the person next to you cold? Well, we're out in general public. You know, we don't, I mean, we're on buses, we're on airplanes, we're on closed uh, areas. You know, in the general population, we're all exposed to many germs every day. But you're, if you're really concerned about, gee, that person's coughing or sneezing all the time, it would be nice. You can wear a mask. They have masks available for you in the dialysis unit. You can go in and say, you know what, I really don't, I'm not feeling good today. Maybe I should wear a mask so I don't give anybody else anything. That would be a really nice thing to do. They should do that even in the work environment. And I know some... People come in and they're sick. Right. And they get everybody sick. Right. And I know some techs and nurses and other people that do get sick, a lot of times if they have a cold, real bad cold, they will wear the mask. And you'll see them in the dialysis unit. They'll wear it and say, I'm really sorry, but I have a cold today and I don't want to spread it to anybody. So that is something you can request. Um, you can request from the nurse if you're really seeing somebody next to you kind of hacking away and you're thinking, ooh, I wonder what they're, you know, what they've got. Say, would you mind if you might say something to that person and put a mask on them? You know, it's awareness. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. You know, they're, yeah. the person next to you is like coughing up amoebas and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Sneezing. coughing is one thing. Kleenexes work real well. That's in the general public again. And throw we teach them away. Our kids. Yeah, we and throw them away. Don't yeah. leave them there. Yes. Put them. Yeah, it's like oh. That, and if that, you ask for a uh, tissue, they don't hand you the tissue that the lady just sneezed in. Right. Because they're trying to save money. <laughs> Nobody but they do does have, that. Well, yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I, that's when I went to Frankie's dialysis and hot dog stand. Oh my God. So listen, what do you think of that uh, stuff? The gel, you know, the Purell stuff. Does that work, or is it that does. just? It does. Know. Hand washing is number one. One. Mm -hmm. You can't replace the bacterial um, gels that you use with hand washing. So hand we washing can use superior. It is. It is. And you're supposed to do it with, you know, a real good soapy hands, 15 seconds underneath the water. I mean, that's a real good get a Any lather particular going. particular kind of soap, I mean? No, you can use regular soap. You can use the bacterial type of soap that they have. Usually in the dialysis units, it's a special kind of soap that they use anyway to prevent mm -hmm. infections. It's higher than the general public. And they ask you to wash your access before, yes. and there's a reason, because that's basically a breeding ground exactly. for and infection. They, and people don't know what kind of lifestyle you'll have at home. So if you're coming in, and you don't wash your access arm, and they go to cannulately, even though they do wipe it down with alcohol or whatever their procedure is for doing it, Still, the best preventative thing is actually soap and water, and they will tell you that over and over again. So they come even up with all these fancy use, products and exactly. soap and water you can use is the, the best. You can use everything, but that's not supposed to be used as the all thing. 
just the Perel. You don't see people going around just using the Perel and not using the soap and water. You're supposed to use that if you get into a tight situation and you have nothing else. They're even using them on cruise ships now. Yes. And they're not saying what is it that cruise, cruise ships. ships. I was on a cruise and oh, they, cruise have, ships. they have yes. the Perel or, well, they actually have the antibacterial yes. soap and they won't let you go to the buffet right. without washing your hands. Right. And they have those little dispensers all over the ships now because of the same thing that we're dealing with right. in dialysis. We're all in a very close environment, and so germs are kind of passing from one person to the next. They love places yes. like that. Yes. What cruise ship, That's why they always have to evacuate the cruise <laughs> yes. ships because they have Ebola and yeah. stuff. No, it's not Ebola. Ebola. No, they have some... I don't know. I forget what it's called. What did they have? Anyways. It's called cruise some... ship infection. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about dialysis infections and, you know, the different kinds and more ways to prevent it because, you know, I don't like to get infected. Do you? Postman, here you go. Hmm. I won the million-dollar giveaway sweepstakes. Oh, I finally got my tax refund check. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe this. I got my order of Dairy Delicious! Oh boy! Milkshakes, creamy soup, cereal with milk, and pudding! <laughs> Why is Mr. Smith so excited about his Dairy Delicious? I have a hint. You see, Mr. Smith is on dialysis, and Dairy Delicious is real milk especially created for kidney patients. It has half the potassium and half the phosphorus of regular 2% milk, but it has 100% of the flavor. Perfect for people who love dairy products and need to keep their lab values normal and dietitians happy. And most of all, it's delicious. Thousands who have tried Dairy Delicious sing its praises. See what I mean? To order your own Dairy Delicious and possibly get as excited as Mr. Smith here, call 1-877-4-DAIRY-7. That's 1-877-432-4797. Or visit DairyDelicious.com. Dairy healthy, dairy good, Dairy Delicious. The milk that's made for you. So we're back with Debbie. Punch. I'm trying to punch her, but she keeps moving on me. <laughs> but anyway, you know, what about the, the cigarette smoking? I just feel they are so filthy. I think the tech is filthy. Well, you can smell it. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. Yes. We'll get our Febreze out <laughs> before you cannulate me. Again, again it's, it's like in general public. I mean, if you're not happy with the smell or what's going on, you need to communicate that. They're not going to change. I remember I did have a problem with the lady who didn't wear the mask. Right. And I said to the head nurse who ran the facility, I said to her, is it possible I can change nurses? She goes, no, there's just no way. Okay, if someone in that position, in a managerial position, tells you no, what is your next line? What do you think is your next line of a person you need to talk to? I refuse to get dialysis. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's the wrong answer, huh? That's the wrong oh, answer. Oh, you really showed her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can always go to the medical director. The medical director is... Is the, that the doctor? Yes. It's, it is a doctor. It is the nephrologist. And it uh. is usually someone 
who is responsible for everybody in the dialysis unit and the care that they give to people, how they do dialysis, how they're trained, what their competency levels are. So you have the right to go to the medical director. If you don't feel satisfied with the medical director, you go to the administrator. If you don't feel satisfied with the administrator, you can always call your de Department of Health Service. A lot of times people think that they have to go communicate a message, but sometimes if you make a really nice letter and say, this is what I saw, and I know this isn't your protocol, but you maybe need to review your policies and procedures about hand washing or wearing a mask, I think they will pre appreciate that. One of the things I think that happens is, is that, oh, so-and-so didn't wear a mask, and I don't, I want it, I don't, you know, and that's not the right way to communicate, because it is, it's a human uh, profession, people make mistakes, and then the people who made the mistake don't handle it always the right way, and then there becomes this conflict. That is absolutely right, and you know, Lori, that's, that's how professionals would like to be treated and hopefully that's how they're treating you. There is a standard form that is required by licensing to be on the bulletin board in the lobby that is called a grievance form. Now grievance doesn't have to be a serious grievance. It can be a suggestion and you're right. You can use that form which is a standardized form for the unit or you can write just your regular letter saying, you know, I would appreciate you looking at this procedure. I'm not comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really professional way of doing it. And it basically helps them remember so they can, you know, I know how units work. You know, if you just go say something to somebody, they may forget. Exactly. And they say, who said that? What happened? And then it just slips their mind. But if they have it in writing, they know that they got to take care of it and you know make sure that that policy isn't broken again one of the things that happens every year is we hear about the flu and and pneumonia and there's shots available to prevent that and tell us a little bit about I hate the importance those shots, of that though because you know I, the one time I, I don't ever get a flu shot because the one time I got a flu shot I got the flu Okay. And ever since then, I never got a flu shot and I've never had the flu. Well, the flu shot is not a prevention of the flu. What it's supposed to do is lessen the effects of the flu. Oh. Okay. So that doesn't mean that just because you get the flu shot, you won't get flu, but the flu symptoms won't be as dramatic as what they probably would have been if you did get it. So maybe it's because I got the flu shot outside the Walmart. The, no, that a, has nothing to do with uh, it. Well, it <laughs> was he will get it from that way. It was, it was no, it was a homeless guy actually offering them. <laughs> and I would have a problem with that. But no, it is very important, especially for dialysis patients, because they're immunosuppressed. You know, they're compromised. Yes. You they're know, all sitting they're, in the room with a bunch of people three yeah, times a week. They're exposed to more germs, et cetera, et cetera. Now, do you think somebody who is on home hemo? Uh, has a less of a chance of getting infected? No, because they're out in the general public anyway. Everybody's But you're exposed. not around all those other dialysis patients. Right, but you're around family members, you may have grandchildren, they may go out, they go to school. I mean, you know, think about it. We're all interacting with people all the time. I mean, you know, the person who drives their supplies to their house could be sick, and they're interacting with that person. So generally, what healthcare professionals would like you to do is prevent anything that would compromise you later on. And that's why they want you to get the flu shot and they want you to have a pneumonia shot. And pneumonia shots are good for five years. So once you get it, you're covered this for five it. years. The flu Does shot that include the leap years and 
No, it's five consecutive years. Just five consecutive years. years. <laughs> He's always trying to look for a loophole, isn't he? How does the dialysis unit protect me from getting hepatitis B or HIV, some of the nasty infections out there? And everybody hears about it, and that's always a fear for people. There are a lot of policy and procedures in place to prevent it because we have to use certain cleansing material, you know, um, wiping surfaces down, the uh, janitorial surface at night when they come in and they clean down. That's why if there's any blood spilt anywhere, it's immediately supposed to be wiped down with bleach. And they frown on unprotected sex at the dialysis unit. <laughs> Hopefully that is not going on. You need to use your grievance form, okay? <laughs> but um, no, in all seriousness, um, hepatitis B lives on surfaces about 7 to 10 days. That's why the surfaces are cleaned down, that's why the dialysis chairs are cleaned down and the machines are cleaned down in between each patient. That's why all your disposable lines, your dialyzer if you're on non-reuse, are all thrown away yes. each time you come in. And if, you, if you're on reuse, you have to make sure you have your dialyzer. That's a good way to check. Because yes. sometimes, I've been in one unit, so there's some patients that have the same last name. Correct. And you have to be careful. Yeah, oh, the units you, should oh my gosh, that would be horrible. And they do, and there's three ways that they tag it. They're supposed to tag it on the dialyzer, a name alert. So it's a big red sticker that says name alert on your chart. And then they have a reuse sheet that says name alert. And all three of those are supposed to be checked every time a patient you know, takes it out of the reuse room and then goes to the patient bedside. And once the kidney comes to the chair, the tech or the nurse is supposed to read off the name and check it with the patient and then they're supposed to sign the sheet that they understand that that's their dialyzer. I used to actually show it to them and say, this is your name, this is your ID number, you know, then sign the paper. This is your flow sheet. That could drive right. patients crazy. I mean, if you ever go into the hospital, you got 10 people asking you the same questions over and over again. Yeah. You know, what is your name? Do you know why, what procedure you're having? But I don't know yes. if you heard on the news the other day, the guy, this is no joke, the guy went in to get his left testicle removed and oh. they removed the wrong testicle. Oh dear. And, and he <laughs> and said, that's why. Thanks for that's sure. why they ask you 15 oh, times. Right. What's your well, name? Yeah. What's your date of birth? Or have you initialed the yes. body part? Yeah. Or, yeah, they, they, they actually draw it with a magic marker. <laughs> they do. They you know? make marker X's. I don't want anybody initialing my testicle. <laughs> I thought we were talking about dialysis. <laughs> oh, that's true. Hey, I got a question. You know, uh, you know sometimes at home, uh, when we try to cantilate myself, and let's say the needle doesn't work, mm -hmm. Do I have to throw that needle away and start? Yeah. Why? Because it's my, it's going into me, coming out of me. You why? Have little why? bugs growing all over your skin, and if you exactly. miss, you're gonna stick that. Staph lives bug. on your skin normally. We have normal flora, and there's staph in that normal flora. And that's why they tell you when you have a cold, don't you know when you blow your nose, don't touch your eyes or touch your mouth, you know, because you can get infections that way. Anytime we have an open sore, that's why we clean it and make sure we put some neosporin on it or something, is because we have staph living on our skin and our normal flora. So when you cannulate, you've taken whatever's on there and actually gone into I a see. blood source. So I once see. you've done that and then you take it out, you don't want to re-stick again with something that you've probably already contaminated with, even though it's your normal flora, you may have picked up something on your skin that you don't want in your bloodstream. So that's why we throw it away. And you know what's really interesting, we're here in Palm Springs and I think a party's starting because they got all this music out there and I think everybody's probably touching all the surfaces and everything. And, and well, I'm not going to eat any hors d'oeuvres <laughs> out there. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you though is, 
How do people know if they have an infection? And I think that's important. What are some of the signs? You feel horrible. That's you do. why. You, you do. Get... Signs and symptoms, first thing, is your energy level goes down. You may have a sore throat. You may have uh, wake up in the morning and you just don't feel good. Go by what your body is telling you. You can have a fever. You can have a cough. You can have a runny nose. Um, say your sight is warm. Any of those signs and symptoms, you need to notify somebody. Either call the doctor or call, um, you know, the dialysis unit. Talk to the nurse there and say, you know, this is what's going on. Can you tell me what I'm supposed to do? If you're going in that day, then you know, show them. So fever is the number one. Most people know they're sick because they have a fever, but just not feeling good is sometimes the first general sign before you get sometimes the fever, the runny nose, the cough, etc. I've had a couple of instances where patients like, oh, use my blanket, you know, and it's it's really important not to share stuff in the unit. Exactly. And I know a lot of facilities don't want patients eating and stuff in the unit because they're afraid of infection. It's not because they're always, you know, afraid of you eating, which is another issue because your blood volume can drop. Right. But it's a place where infection breeds. Right. So what do you mean? They don't want you eating because of infection? I don't get that. When you have food in the dialysis center, remember that even though the surfaces look clean, hepatitis can live on surfaces for, for seven, seven to days. ten days. Uh. So if you're setting something down, you really don't know. But how many people set food down on the table? You'd be surprised. You know, they usually have it in a plastic bag I know, but or you'd something. be surprised. Also, we don't want people, and, and we don't know. This is, this is the general population. Think about this. We don't know the cleanliness of how you're preparing your foods at home. Right. So bringing them into the dialysis unit also exposes anything you might be bringing from home into the dialysis unit. You have to think of it in that way. It's not only we're trying to protect you, but we're also trying to protect the dialysis unit from incorporating anything else that might be at home brought in from home. You know, so that's why they frowned when I, I, I brought in the little hibachi grill. And, and you know, they Started really frowned. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it was like a tailgate party, a dialysis well, tailgate party. But the frustrating thing is a lot of dialysis staff are back in their Oh, you can smell their food. And you can oh, smell my the gosh. popcorn. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. Oh, I get starving on dialysis. I mean, I I, I'm not hungry at all. And an hour into dialysis, I'm ravenous. And I don't know. What, what it is. Well, gosh, thank you so much for coming in, Debbie Punch, and uh, learned about infections, and I feel like going out and eating uh, like a I dirty I feel like going, taking a shower food. now <laughs> and taking a, you know, <laughs> a scrub, make sure, oh my goodness, I've been touching this table. Okay, okay, think happy, positive thoughts. Happy, positive thoughts. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Here we go. Oh! Rainstorms, pit bulls, and cheap candy. Are you tired of taperns, infections, and embarrassing slips of your PD catheter? Oh, hurricanes, coyotes, and old fish sticks. I know she is. There's a revolutionary new product for dialysis patients developed by a dialysis patient. The PD security band will hold your catheter in place without using tape, helps prevent infections, and is custom-made to fit your own body shape and size. It's long-lasting, affordable, and best part is, it's comfortable. For more details and get to your own PD security ban, log on to www.patientpride.com. Oh, tsunamis, rabies, and food poisoning! Like I said, that's www.patientpride.com.
wow, I never want to eat out in a restaurant again, and I'm going to tell my dialysis nurse to wear a mask. And I don't even have a dialysis nurse anymore. <laughs> well, your wife helps you out now, so could you She's a tell filthy, her to, rotten person. Are you to tell her to wear a mask now? No. Yeah, she wears the, uh, you know, the George Bush mask. <laughs> well, we're here in Palm Springs. Absolutely. And there's and a party the going on, too. And the music is starting. And, and there's know, a silent so many... auction. Oh, yes, Which I always love the silent auction. And, well, we got to be careful, though. We don't want to touch something. we got to go wash our hands after we're done. Man. It's so funny, Lori. To be honest with you, I'm really not a worrier yes, about germs. Yes, you're not germs. a germ-phobic. Like, I'll take an apple out of the refrigerator, you know, and I don't wash. I Like, I'll, I'll run it under the water. I don't, like, I know some I people, know. like, scrub it and everything. I know. They have these new machine devices now, and it's supposed to, it and takes you about a half an hour to clean your lettuce, so it... Gets rid of right. all Right, and the, what's that five-second rule, you know? The, the guys do it. You know, if something drops on the floor, floor if you pick it up before five, five seconds, it's okay to eat. But it is a serious issue because my kidney failure was caused from E. coli. You got and, it off of a cruise ship, right? Uh, no, I got it under some meat that was undercooked or something. I don't know exactly. It was back in 1968, but I suspect it was probably from some hamburger that wasn't cooked. That was very common in my family to eat raw hamburger. And, you know, oh, just grab some hamburger and eat it. But now you're hearing about the dog food and the spinach. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a all second. All kinds of different... You said your family was into eating raw hamburger back in the 60s? Oh, yeah. People, it wasn't uncommon. I remember as a young girl... Uncommon? That, of course it's uncommon. Who well, eats, who does that? Back then, people would eat raw ham- Like, you know, they'd be making a hamburger, but they'd take a bite of it. Oh, I've never... Oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. I know, up. but I That's remember disgusting. that growing up. I mean, maybe I'm just sharing some stuff about my family, but my mom... Would walk slowly through the kitchen with a steak and figure it was done. Yeah, but your mom wore gauze dresses and painted her face. She was a hippie. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Estellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.